Hello, everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May and Trent Smallwood. The show is presented by Julie's Bookkeeping, and we'll get to them later. You can see their stuff scrolling across the bottom. If you're on YouTube, you can go to godogs.juliethebookkeeper.com to get a 30-minute free consultation with those guys, and we'll talk about all them later. But we got we got some guests, guys, as we always do. Here in uh, UGA, UGA Sports Rooms versus Facts, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, one of these guys we announced earlier, but a little bit of a surprise. We have not only Joseph, uh, Joseph Jonah Ajanye, but we also have Justin Williams here with us. Two teammates that are both taking an official visit to Georgia later in the month. Guys, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Great. Absolutely. So we we have been uh, covering you guys for a while. It's getting it's getting serious, obviously, because uh, you selected Georgia for for an OV. Y'all both came for the scavenger hunt weekend and stuff like that. Uh, I just wanted to start off and let each of you kind of talk about how your momentum got going with Georgia, because quite honestly, Georgia probably came in a little bit later in the process for each of you than maybe some other schools. But it seems like they've picked up. Uh, a lot of momentum in a short amount of time. Can both of you talk about your experience with the Georgia staff? Yeah. Um, so, uh, me and Trey Scott, we've been talking for a while. We've been talking since um, February. But as you know, he didn't offer me till later because I was a bit smaller back then, So, which makes sense because D. Lyman and their defense are kind of big. So, I got bigger than he gave me the offer. So, that's what that is. So, we've been talking for a while. So, yeah. Justin? Um, um, coach shoot hit me up uh, on a random day. He was like, um, yeah, we were sorry because they had they missed um, my uh, evaluation. They thought I was a running back at 185 still from freshman year. And he was like, we missed we missed it. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm so sorry that he was like, I'm looking to give you an offer. Just wait, just wait. And so like a day later, he hit me up and was like, yeah, we're going to give you an offer. Like, we're so sorry about everything. But yeah, that's kind of how where it started. Absolutely. Jed, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I guess for Joseph, you know, I, I hit you up. I think it was in April, March or April, when when you got that Georgia offer. And right off the bat, you were like, yeah, Georgia's my dream school. And, you know, a kid from Texas, you don't hear that a ton. So, I mean, just tell the people what it was that made Georgia your dream school when you've got, you know, Texas, Texas A&M, TCU, you know, LSU, all these other schools that are closer to home. What had Georgia's that uh, kind of dream school status for you? Um, it's really because of that defense. You know, when I first started playing football, I used to watch a lot of Georgia film. So naturally just became my dream school because their defense was so dominant. And that's mostly it. Just the dominance. Yeah. Trent, uh, Trent, I know that uh, you got a you got a question for Joseph, then we'll get back to Justin here in just, just a second. Yeah, man, official visit coming up, and you, you know, it's kind of your you say uh, dream school because of the dominant defense. You were you were here for the scavenger hunt. Um, what what are you looking for at the school in particular? I know you've kind of had the chance to talk to Trey Scott. You've had a chance to see campus. What are you looking for on this official visit? Um, really, I'm just going there to hang out because they already showed me everything I. I wanted to see on my unofficial. So I'm just going back up there just to hang out with my teammates, my family, and the coaches, really. Well, what have they kind of told you about as far as scheme fit, uh, where you would fit in? Um, they see me playing mostly um, end in their defense and then on some certain packages. I'll go down to three-tech. 
But uh, Trey Scott sees me at three tech, four tech, five tech, and nine. So and um, nine, who get you out wide and rush? Uh, Justin knows a little bit about that. He can move inside outside a little bit. Uh, Justin, what have they said to you about your versatility and how Georgia and Glenn Schumann likes to utilize those inside backers? Um, man, Coach Trudy is talking about some. Uh, yeah, we need to stay around like two ten, two fifteen. You know, stay fast, fluid. He said I can go down there, go uh, go rush a little bit. Uh, he said I can play in the middle, the uh, middle, because you know he likes his linebacker small and everything. Like I also play outside because of my coverage ability, man. Coach, you, he's just down for everything. I kind of like he just he's just optimistic about everything, honestly. Your recruitment is interesting to me in the fact, Justin, because Alabama, Oregon, Georgia are kind of the three that you're really looking at hard right here. All those coaching staffs have so much overlap in terms of being kind of, you know, from the Saban coaching tree, Saban, Kirby, then Dan Lannon, they've all worked with and around one another. Do you see some of those similarities amongst those programs? And, and are, are there any differences that you've kind of kind of gathered as you've been to those schools? Uh, I see the similarities and just like all of them. Uh, I think uh, with uh, Coach Saban, he's obviously a great coach and he has a great philosophy and everything. I think with all the coaches, their play calling is like it's like it's like they all have it a base around the same thing, but they just call it a little bit differently, honestly. And uh, I think they're all they all learn from Coach Saban, but I think they're all making it their own unique way, honestly. Last last one for me for you, and then we'll get the, the other guys jump in here. But you know, you mentioned specifically to me that you like being in the middle there. You like kind of relaying information from the front end to the back end of the defense and kind of controlling things in the middle. Is that something that, you know, when you look at guys like whether it's Jamon Dumas Johnson at Georgia or Nakobe Dean or, or uh, Roquan Smith, these guys have been there. How much does that tradition and seeing what those guys have done at the middle linebacker, uh, what does that do for your recruitment at going forward? Oh, that does a lot. I mean, it just proves that, like, Georgia's linebacker, you honestly, I mean, it really plays a factor in where you want to go, honestly, because it's, it's it's a development process. So you see that those guys have developed into great linebackers. So, you know, as a linebacker, you want to be great. So that's really it, honestly. Jed, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I guess for both guys, who, whether it's current Georgia commits, whether it's other guys Georgia's going after, who are some of the recruits that, that you really – um, you know, built some bonds with obviously Dylan Riola is a guy that recruits a lot of people. Um, you know, who among the Georgia commits, I guess, specifically, who do y'all, um, you know, talk to a lot about Georgia? I talk to, I mostly talk to Dylan. Me and Dylan talk every single day. Um, and I just recently started talking to Chauncey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. A flip there from, from Florida to Georgia. What, what was your guys' reaction when you saw that this week? Or do you keep up with other guys like that? That was crazy. I ain't going to lie. He committed right on the spot. I was like, oof. It was crazy. crazy. I, I asked him about it. He just said that it really just felt like home because he wants to get developed at a high level and make it to the NFL, which is the goal. So the natural choice was Georgia. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Now – Trent, uh, I, I'll get yours in one second. I, I lied. I said I only had one more for Justin on the on that, but I did want to ask, you know, when it for both of you guys, when it comes down to, okay, the process. We know we got OV and Justin. We're going to ask you more about that in just a minute. But when it when it comes time to make a decision and stuff like that, have this has this been something you guys have kind of 
thought out. I've never really asked a, a you know prospect this of have you thought for like months on how you want to make a decision or something like that, or is it something as it gets closer how you're going to announce it or how you're going to do it? Is that is that something that just kind of comes when it gets closer to time? Um, for me, it's the second option. You know, I just recently started thinking about how I wanted to commit. You know, like. I want to do something big and flashy, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know, I just want to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going here. You know, like, yeah. So see, it's the calendars changed a lot. It used to be a lot of guys would do it on the actual signing day. We had people pulling out like live animals out of boxes, bulldogs, you know, throwing the hats, all that kind of stuff. Justin, what have, have you ever thought about anything or how you want to go about doing something, whichever school you pick? Oh uh, yeah. I've, I really just thought about like the. Um, I'm not really a flashy guy, but I thought about like bringing the animals out, doing like, all that type of stuff. You know, I really, it's coming as it gets closer. I'm really thinking about that type of thing. So y'all just stay tuned for that. Yeah. Grant, what you got for him? Yeah, yeah, Justin, you're, with your official visits coming up, I think Oregon uh, and then Georgia. Um, you know, you, you talked about the similarities in the coaching staff that you kind of feel like you could get developed by, you know, Georgia, Alabama or Oregon uh, in particular. What's the main factors you're looking for when you go to these official visits? Uh, the main factor I'm looking for just how they coach. You know, I want at the end of the day, I want to coach. Somebody's going to coach me hard, but at the same time, they're going to love me at the end of the day. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for some place I can call family and then some place I can develop my uh, religious faith more and develop that as well. You mentioned uh, a lot of similarities. I can't imagine there's too many similarities, except maybe I don't know how Landon's running his practices out there at Oregon, but Kirby on the microphone I've heard at practices is something that kind of blows guys' minds when they go in there and they hear Kirby uh, calling guys out. Even even I've heard calling recruits that are standing on the sideline out if they get on their phone and all that kind of stuff. So uh, just tell us what that experience is like is seeing them seeing them practice and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you've been there, for, I think y'all both went for spring ball. What What is that experience kind of like? Uh, I ain't been there yet, but I've seen the YouTube videos. So trust me, I know already. So you didn't, you didn't make it out for a sp uh, spring practice. I know, uh, I know that you, you didn't either till you got till uh, April. So y'all, y'all hadn't experienced that yet up close, but you've seen, Joseph, you even retweeted a little video there for a little while. Yeah. A little, a little fire and brimstone took that down pretty quick though. <laughs> yeah, I saw the video, and then um, because that's the type of coach I want to be coached by, the type of coach that holds me accountable, you know, takes practice very seriously like a game like my current head coach does. Yeah. But I posted it, and then my mom called me a couple minutes later. She was like, take it down. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know, so I took it down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, it's a definitely, definitely a different kind of feel. I can't imagine – that it's uh that it's that way at many places. Jed, uh, you know, you got got another question for him about you know how they're going about this together. Yeah, I mean, what is it like? I mean, y'all are going on visits together. I mean, being teammates on the field, obviously, but through this recruiting process, I mean, how do y'all, you know, connect with each other? How often do y'all compare notes about schools? So Just what is this like going through this recruiting process as as teammates? Uh. For me, Joseph texts me every day. Don't let him fool you. He texts me every day about what school he wants to go to. And we we always compare in schools, you know. I think all of us we just wanna be we have, we wanna have the best chemistry as possible. So we we 
we have the ability to go to the same school. We would love that. So, you know, we're always talking about it, but, you know, you'll see what happens. Yeah. So, John Martin on YouTube says here, what are the current height and weight for both players? So, uh, give us give us the that current height and weight, guys. What are you measuring in at? Um, I'm 6'5", around, I'm going to say 270, 272. I'm, I'm six two and a half. I'm around two fifteen. I got you. I got you. So if I had to ask a quick question, you know, in terms of stuff that you guys you guys do, just rapid fire off the field, I want y'all just to answer who you think is better at something. Okay, if we're gonna compare compare the two of you as teammates, so we'll see if y'all's answers are the same here. Who's better at Madden? Me. Justin. It's me. Justin. Bro, I literally I just got back from somebody's house and I blew him out three times. It's me. Dead. Me. Sorry. So we'll have to we we have to find this out. Y'all y'all could like y'all could uh stream this on, on I'm OB. IG live it. As soon as we touch down in Georgia, I'm gonna IG live it and see who wins. There we go. Instagram live. Follow follow these yeah. guys to make sure that you see who wins the, the Madden game. Okay, if uh if you had to say um who's 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 the funniest of the two? Who keeps people cracked up laughing? Me. How is that you? Me. I literally, I, bro, in the locker, Me. I'm always making people laugh. Joseph is like a dark humor type of person. Like, I'm the <laughs> funny guy. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's definitely. Uh, who's, got the, who's got the drip? Who's got the best style? Me. Me. A thousand okay. percent. A thousand. Me. Just- so you're, you're agreeing. You're agreeing the linebacker over the D- DL yeah. right here, Joseph. I- I just put anything on, really. I just it's hard it. to it's hard to find stuff that fits a guy that big, right? You just got you just yeah. got wear what you can find now. Yeah, Ab- absolutely, absolutely. So, June twenty third through twenty fifth, we've talked to you guys about you know what you want to see and stuff like that. But just take us if you can think. Go ahead and think into that moment where at the end of that visit, Kirby Smart brings you into his office and he he kind of uh, you know has that that end of the visit meeting with you how do you how do you imagine that's going to go have you talked to other guys um that have been through the process to kind of see hey what's Kirby going to say when he when he brings us into this this meeting here uh, uh for me I've imagined it just been like he's a very like he's a funny person but he at the end of the day he like you know when he's serious so I imagine him like like start laughing and then he like turns off and then he's like oh like we're gonna we're gonna talk about like you committing right now like that type of thing but Nah, that's kind of how I imagined it, honestly. Yeah, same thing, same thing. I love Kirby. He's he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's very funny. Who's who's the who's the funniest on Georgia staff? If you had to say with those guys, you've been around Georgia staff. Is there anybody that sticks out that that uh that it could be a staff person, it could be a coach, anybody who who kind of gets everything going over there in Athens? I'm gonna say um, three people. I'm gonna say Logan. I'm gonna say Logan. Yeah, Logan is funny. I ain't gonna lie. Logan is funny in the first time. Logan, Kirby, and um, either Schumann or Scott. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So y'all, y'all, but y'all both got two that that are gonna gonna keep it light, keep it fun, all that kind of stuff. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate you guys coming in. We know that you have a lot going on here. Uh, I hope that both of you enjoy the the visits that you got coming up, and uh, we'd love to you know catch back up with you later later in the process and kind of uh, see how everything's going. Yes, sir. Oh, he's got a band, got a sweatshirt. We got all kinds of gear over here. So I uh, appreciate you guys hopping in. We'll catch you. We'll catch you later. <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. From Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge teammates right there. 
Uh, we've got Joseph, Janae, Johnny. Appreciate you, Joseph. See you, man. So we we had them on here, and uh, we we guys, what are your takeaways other than them flashing the Georgia gear at the end of the at the video there? Joseph Jonah Johnny smiles a lot. He's a very he reminds me of and Trent. You you covered him, so you you might have. But he reminds me of Lorenzo Carter for some reason. Like just the the vibe he he has. He's just a happy guy, smiles a lot, and he. He loves Georgia, and it's crazy because, you know, like like Blaine, like you mentioned, he Georgia just offered him two months ago, and, and two months Georgia's gone from a recent a new offer to you know arguably the favorite in this thing. It's amazing how much ground Georgia's made, really with both of those guys, but especially with Joseph, just instantly it seems like you know it's gone from zero to sixty real quick with him. The funny thing is, you mentioned Lorenzo. I was thinking Christian Miller. Um, okay, yeah. He looks, you know, who jo- Joseph looks just like. He is a doppelganger for Ben Watson. He looks exactly like him. Yeah, uh, so, so it's just like Ben Watson. But yeah, I, I, Christian Miller smiled all the time like that, and uh, I mean, just um, you can tell, he, you know, he's a he's a quieter kid, but he's, um, you know, both both of them are. Uh, big time targets for Georgia, and uh, you know I, I think this official visit could go a long ways towards, um, you know Georgia keeping that momentum with these two. I think it's in. I think it was interesting when I you know asked Justin about how, okay, so all of your coaches are really from the same coaching tree, so you really see that emphasis on great inside linebacker play from that that coaching tree out there. You know Saban and Kirby working under Saban, then landing under under Kirby. So it's kind of a. Uh, an interesting dynamic when it comes to those being his his top three schools, but that has to be a a fun thing for those guys, as they said on the scavenger hunt to take their visit together uh, to Athens, and then now going to be coming back for an official visit together. Hey, it saved us uh, it saved us a little time there, uh, you know, getting both of them on together. Okay, we're able to kill two birds with one stone. And if you want to do that, if you want to save some time and some money, you need to go to GoDogs.Julie, the bookkeeper. That's J-U-L-I-E, the bookkeeper. So that's two Ks back-to-back, B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-E-R.com. JulieTheBookkeeper.com. And you can schedule a 30-minute free consultation where they'll tell you how you can save not only your time and focus what you do best, but they can save you money. It says... uh the research they've done with the clients they've brought in outsourcing bookkeeping can increase your profitability for your small business up to $7,000 a year. So why would you not want to save that money and do what you do for a living, not have to worry about bookkeeping because that's what Julie does. So you don't have to, she'll take it off of your plate. Um, These are Georgia fans. Julie and Chris are, are Georgia fans. They've, they've raised uh, their family to, to love Georgia, even though one of their, one of their children went to their son went to Florida State, uh, but he's still still a Georgia fan. No worries for people over there on that. So uh, Julie and Chris over at JulieTheBookkeeper.com. Make sure to check them out today because uh, I know that it can be frustrating uh, firsthand from keeping books and all that kind of stuff. And you need to make sure you're doing everything the right way, and they can tell you how. Whether it's an LLC, S corp, whatever you have going on, visit Julie's Bookkeeping, and you can use GoDogs dot julie the bookkeeper.com for a 30 minute free consultation today so guys we have a lot to talk about we've put out the top 10 right before we came on the show jed you got your tracker coming out tomorrow 
Trent, you've done updated, you know, class predictions. Co- constant content is flowing out over at UGA Sports. So make sure you're a member of the vault. But, guys, I just want to ask you general thoughts here. After three official visit weekends, one in May and two in June, what are your thoughts about, okay, Georgia's number one team uh, in the the class rankings and what's left on the plate? Give me kind of your overview of these first three official visit weekends. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look offensively, like the positions of – not not need necessarily, but but um, I don't know concern or whatever. We're running back and offensive line, and those have really started to come to shape the past couple of weeks. Because over the weekend, Blaine, you mentioned uh, Georgia flips Chauncey Bowens from Florida, and also they had uh, Nate Frazier from Modern Day in town and made a big move with him. So all of a sudden, the Georgia's potential trio of running back is taking shape with Dwight Phillips, Chauncey Bowens. And uh, potentially Nate Frazier, if they can close things out with him, although he's got some visits coming up. And then offensive line, Blaine, you had a story on Fletcher Westfall today um, where he said Kirby Smart told him they're looking to take two more. They've got Marcus Harrison. They've got uh, Malachi Tolliver. There's a silent commit, according to Kirby Smart, and then that leaves two spots. So whether it's Westfall, whether it's Marcus Easley, Casey Poe, Ethan Calloway. Ethan Calloway was there this weekend. That we kind of got – I mean, five has kind of been what we've thought, but from the man himself, Kirby Smart, that's what they're looking at. And then, you know, when you talk about silent commits, there's several different guys that that could possibly be. So we kind of have an idea of two – again, the two positions that we've kind of been wondering how everything's going to shake out, they're starting to come into focus a little bit. Yeah, I think it's interesting that over the last two uh, the weekends that we've kind of discussed guys that could, uh, you know, announce guys that were kind of close, numbers that we were predicting at the end of June. And I think it's funny because we've, uh, you know, a few of these guys that have announced are not we're not even playing, you know, kind of in our plans um, as far as announcing. So um, that number has shot up. I think there are eighteen um, commits and. Um, can very easily get to that 20 by the end of June. I think that that's pretty much uh, sold now that they're going to get to that number. And, and maybe you know, by the end of this week. Yeah. And I think you're going to get to maybe even 25 now by the end of July. Um, so, um, the, you know, like we, we didn't expect Justin Green to go as soon as he did. And he, and he uh, went ahead and announced following his visit. Um, you know, Chauncey Bowens was a possibility, but it wasn't anything guaranteed. So I think that. A couple of guys have come off the board that we were not, uh, you know, had, had that we were expecting that soon. And um, I think, you know, it's going to continue to 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 go up from now. And I think there's a bunch of guys still on the board that, that Georgia sits very well with. Yeah, one of those guys would be, you know, Jordan Thomas, who came on the, the visit this weekend, uh, you know, and you're talking about these defensive linemen. So, Jed, you mentioned offensive line taking shape. Defensive line, Trent, you you invoked the name of, of Justin Green there. So, we've talked to Joseph uh, Janae Janye on the show today. Uh, he seems to he seems to definitely have a lot of Georgia momentum there. Justin Green, of course, has committed. Uh, Jordan Thomas is a guy that you know from the New Jersey area and. That hire that Georgia made with with Fran Brown coming on board continues to pay dividends for them. So guys in the Northeast, you're talking about uh, you're talking about even Marcus uh, Harrison. Fran Brown was able to help out with with getting him down for a visit. So making that initial connection up there, you got to give 
Graham Brown, a lot of credit for the, a lot of those guys up in the, the New York, New Jersey area up there. And, you know, by all accounts, everything that we've heard from the visit with Thomas is that it, it went really well. And right now that, that they don't really have a – they don't have a three technique, you know, in the class yet. They've got a guy who in Justin Green who can be a five. Uh, you heard Janay, uh, Ajanye say that they're looking at him as a five who can slide down to a three sometimes. But Trent – Jordan Thomas, if he were to be a guy that were added to this class, I mean, he's a guy that's getting up closer to three bills and can really move. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's the kind of athletic big man that uh, you, you've had in the past with, like, your Jalen Carters and, and, and those type of guys, and you got to keep um, – you got to keep loading up the the cupboard uh, behind behind those guys that that Georgia has, and uh, you know I, I think he would he would you know fit that three technique uh, very well. It, it also kind of tells me that Georgia's going to go with uh, four defensive linemen in this class, maybe two guys that can play the five tech, and then two guys that can play on the interior and that three tech, or maybe one that can slide down the nose. So. Um, it really seems like, you know, for a while we thought they might take three, but I, it, it's looking more like they're going to take four uh, defensive linemen in this class. Yeah, I I, it, I thought that number could be as low as two at one point because, I mean, they, they looked like they were so going to bring just so many offensive guys in, and I still think they will bring way more offensive guys in, uh, Georgia will, than it has in the past. I think 13 was the most offensive guys Georgia's taken in a, while, in a little while, and uh, I think they're going to definitely blow past – that number this year so uh we're going to get to to questions uh and go ahead and hit those here on the vault uh jed our first one is from our hall 55 he said which high school players are visiting athens this weekend so the official visitors we have coming up uh you know who, who are the guys that we've got on our on our list yeah i've got the official uga sports um you know official visit thread which we've had up guys for probably going on four weeks now we've got um receiver amari jefferson who's coming up on official visit to alabama uh christopher jones linebacker who is um you know i know he's taking an official visit to florida offensive tackle jonathan daniels uh defensive tackle aiden breland who you know we were just talking about that position he's another guy blaine that could end up at that three tech three to five tech kind of spot um, Zion Reagans, which is an interesting one because we've kind of been hearing that he he might not be as high on the board as he once was. He's coming off an official to Oklahoma. Uh, Drew Miller, the punter, is UGA commit. Punters are people too, despite what people would have you believe. And um, inside linebacker Chris Cole um, for Virginia is is also going to be in town as well. So, you know, with the, the next four weekends, you're talking about inside linebackers going to have a lot of uh, talent. Or next two weekends is going to have a lot of talent at that uh, inside linebacker position in Athens. And then they asked, are we through with the portal? Well, you're through with the portal to December because there's not another portal window. <laughs> so unless a guy was – unless it was a case where uh, – correct me if I'm wrong, Trent, a guy was already graduated or something like that and, and it was a unique circumstance where he had already entered the portal but hadn't been picked up yet. But I don't, I don't think any of those guys that Georgia would want are out there. Yeah, and it, it had to be added to the conference, uh, I believe. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, over the next couple weekends, inside linebacker is going to come um, because it, you know we we thought we had a handle on the inside linebackers. Then, um, our old Sammy Brown ch uh, elected to commit to Clemson, and uh, you know it's it's looking more like uh, Georgia will be able to hold on to what they have uh, committed. So um, you, you're looking at guys that. Um, 
uh, over the next couple weekends that's going to fill that maybe that last inside linebacker spot and um it, it'll be interesting to see what what happens with that whether it be uh justin williams or chris chris jones or uh chris cole or you know an, another name pops up so i think that last inside linebacker spot will uh you know you know we'll, we'll have a better handle on it after these next two weekends and I think what Justin told us in that interview is quite interesting, that recruiting and evaluation is far from an exact science. He said Glenn Schumann actually apologized to him, said, hey, man, we thought you were running back back from when you were a freshman and, and missed the evaluation period on you and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, to be able to get as far in the mix as they have with a guy who's now a new five-star inside linebacker at, up for rivals as of today – uh, that's quite impressive, I think, on uh, Schumann's part. And then, of course, uh, you know, with Williams wanting to see what Georgia can do at inside linebacker. Jed, we got one from Harley Dog 80 here. Yeah, any smoke for Daniel Calhoun going to Alabama? Any smoke. Uh, Trent, what, do, what are your thoughts on uh, Calhoun coming off of his visit to Alabama? I mean, I think I think Georgia and Alabama have been the two teams since the beginning. Um, I think Georgia, um, you know, set well coming off their visit, uh, you know, last weekend, and I think Alabama, of course, is going to make a uh, made them think, you know, twice about uh, Georgia coming out of their visit. Um, but I, I don't think that, uh, you know, at, when it's all said and done after the the high wears off. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think I think Georgia's going to be tough to beat in this recruitment. Uh, in the at the end of the day, um, just you know, hit, hit the relationships he's built with the staff and the and the um, the targets, commits, those type of guys. I think Georgia's going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, Alabama is definitely a serious threat uh, to to Lane County, but I think Georgia um, can hold them off and in. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting with that one. As we said, you know, at one point. Early on, it was like, hey, is, is, is Tennessee or Florida State going to be involved in this thing? And then it's kind of whittled down to to Georgia, Georgia and Florida in that way. He still does have a visit to Tennessee coming up. So, listen, it's Jed, I think it's rare that a guy goes on an official visit anywhere, especially one of these top programs, and doesn't uh, have a good feeling about that school coming out of it. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a very, very rare case. Yeah, and it's – like you said, I mean, there's a reason official visits are are important because these guys are treated like like royalty essentially for for 48 hours. But you know, and Blaine, I know you talked to Fletcher Westfall who does this, and I've talked to some guys this week who have done this as well. I hear a lot more guys saying after every visit, I'm making pros and cons. I'm talking with my parents, and at the end of this thing, we're going to sort everything out. Like that seems to be a more common sentiment that I'm hearing from guys and. You know, if you're Georgia or Alabama or wherever you want to hear that, because you don't want anybody to make rash decisions and then flip or decommit or go to the transfer portal or whatever. So um, we're, we're, I'm hearing that more and more. And I think when it comes to Calhoun specifically, like you said, Alabama does official visits well or they wouldn't recruit it, wouldn't have recruited as well as they have for, for 20 years now. But I think at the end of this month, when Daniel really sits down and looks at these things like Trent, I think Georgia. Um, might be able to hold Alabama off. It, it's going to be between Georgia and Alabama, I think, Trent, like you said. That's kind of how it's been the entire time uh, with Daniel Calhoun. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you want to, want to know what I think is funny is uh, a couple of years ago, there's no way Alabama would have been 
preaching uh, to offensive line commits that early playing time could be a big possibility. And you know how Kirby Smart has, has gone on to say, uh, if, if that's one of your most important things, then you need to, you know, take a step back. But uh, I, I did read that, uh, that you know, they're, they're, they were saying early playing time is a possibility if you come here. And that, that's something that I don't think Alabama's, you know, that lane that, that, that went down that lane uh, in the last couple of years. Yeah, I, at the at offensive tackle, especially if he if he stays at offensive tackle, there's there is some speculation he can move to guard. But both both schools are telling him they want to they want him to start at tackle in his career and and give that a shot to go on. But I don't care if you're playing seven A ball in Georgia, going in and having to play as a as a right or left tackle in the SEC as a freshman is is just about impossible to to go and and do with a uh, a lot of success. So. Uh, that is something to take into consideration. I'm sure it, you know, seems attractive and everybody wants to compete, but we'll see how how that goes. Jed, you already kind of got a jump start on uh, on the OL class on this, but the Bull Racer 45 said predictions on the OL class. If you had to pick today, uh, where do you think? So we're gonna we're gonna assume everybody stays committed. Marcus Harrison and uh, Malachi Tolliver. So then that leaves three spots left. If if you guys had to. And to pick it out today, who are some guys that, that, you know, jump out that you say may have the edge? I mean, I would say, like we just talked about, I would pick Daniel Calhoun. I I just have a feeling about Fletcher Westfall, man. I just He's been prioritized by Georgia for a long time. And Blaine, you mentioned it in your story. His relationship with Stacey Searles goes way back to, to the North Carolina days. And as soon as Stacey Searles got the Georgia job, you know, Fletcher had a visit set up, like, within 24 hours. So – that I, I think Fletcher Westfall could be one, and then, but I mean, there's just so I mean, there's Marcus Easley, there's um, Ethan Calloway. Oh, Ethan Calloway. Um, I mean, Jonathan Daniels is a guy that isn't talked about, not to say Georgia leads, but like there's just a lot of talented guys that are that are fighting for these last couple spots. So I don't know if, if you put a gun to my head, I would say Calhoun, Westfall, and I would say. I don't know, I'd say easily, I guess, because I, I know Georgia. You know, they that that official visit uh, with him went re- went really well last weekend. Yeah, Trent, I'd, I'd probably agree with those. I'd I'd give some uh, I'd give some some thought to Casey Poe. Maybe mm-hmm. ended up in, in this class. I know he really really enjoyed it. He was on on with us, uh, you know, and that's a guy that they're looking for a guy that can play. You know guard or center and i think that would fit more in, in his in his type role being an in, interior guy so i really it becomes okay who's the right fit and how are they how they all come on board yeah i mean if, if you're at UG, uga sports and my class prediction right now has changed and uh i mean i have calhoun easily and uh, uh ethan calloway as the three right now um but fletcher westfall is definitely a possibility i mean if, if i had to add one uh, and, and you know, remove one. I mean, I, I think Fletcher Westfall would fit into that class. I think those are really the six guys with Casey Poe being the seventh guy right now. Um, but I think um, any of those five out of seven, uh, you can't go wrong with um, with this class. Where do you think that Georgia is with Justin Scott after his Michigan visit and before he heads to Miami? My opinion is that I think Georgia's in great shape here, regardless of what visit uh, he, he takes over the next two weeks. How do you guys feel about it? I think Georgia's at the top uh, because he told me Georgia was at the top. Um, 
you know, but I think, you know, it was interesting. And I posted this on the board the other day, Josh Hinchke from our Michigan site had a report on Justin Scott. And he said he had been hearing that maybe Miami wasn't as big as, as big of a factor as it once was, which is good news for Georgia because Miami had kind of seemed to be a major player in this thing for a while. So, you know, it's Georgia, it's Miami, it's Michigan, obviously, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. And I think just what Georgia did on that official visit last week, and I know we chronicled it last week, but what Georgia showed Scott, what they showed his family, the, the experience, getting down to campus for that for, for the first time, I, I think Georgia – I mean, when I talked to him on the phone for – it was about 10 minutes, you could really tell how much he loved the people, the environment, all that kind of stuff. So, like you said, I think Georgia's going to be tough, tough to beat. It's, it's going to be interesting because he's not married to a commitment timeline. Like, you wonder if it goes into the fall, does someone get him back on campus for a game day visit to make a move? Georgia, of course, would love to get him back for a game day if it goes that long. Um, so, that's a little – that could affect things. But, but yeah, I would – I wouldn't want to trade places with Georgia. I I wouldn't trade Georgia's place with any of these other schools right now, for sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting that a lot of this, uh, you know, the the re-rankings come out and Georgia's not even listed as one of the contenders, really. And I think um, I think you're, that's, that's an injustice to where Georgia sits because I think Georgia sits, uh, you know, definitely at the top or, or right there at the uh, near the top for for you know justin scott going into um i guess what his miami official visit coming up so i think i think georgia is in a great spot i think georgia was in a great spot before their official visit i just don't think it was talked about enough because um it, you know you go back and we've talked about this before but georgia's the one that got him to postpone uh his announcement originally which was going to be notre dame back in i think february so um you know, Georgia's been there, and uh, they're not a school talked about enough in this. And I think, you know, they're sitting right there at the top. Um, you know, yeah, they're going to be hard to get to be knocked off the top. And we're we're trying to not sugarcoat anything for you guys either. We're trying to tell you the straight up what we believe and how we're assessing these things because I was doing the top ten today, and it was very hard to whittle it down to ten. And I know I've left a couple guys off that probably should have been on the list, but we will tell you straight up, like. This question right here with uh, Leander Adams, what about Brandon Baker? I don't see Brandon Baker in this class right now. Okay, I don't. I just don't see that happening. Even though he's scheduled to take a official visit, I don't see him ending up on the offensive line. Jed, you've covered Mike Matthews, and even though Georgia's put their best effort forward, I don't know that you could, you know, confidently say that that uh, you, you know any of us truly believe that he's going to end up in this class uh, right now. I mean, Georgia's Georgia's definitely going to. Uh, you know, continue to fight and all that kind of stuff. But there's certain guys that you just don't feel like are going to end up in the class. So if we're telling you there's a chance, it's not, you know, blowing smoke. Uh, there, there's there's a real chance that, that a guy could end up uh, end up in the class or Georgia's in the top, you know, top couple for him right there. All right, so let's uh, blow through a couple more of these. Uh, what prediction – what position do you all feel after this recruitment cycle that UGA – fans will be most excited about that's not the quarterback position so obviously everybody's excited about Raola and Puglisi both coming in uh two elite 11 finalists so that is uh he's disqualifying that position what guys do you what position do you guys think will be most uh celebrated by Georgia fans out of this re recruiting class other than quarterback well I know it's not going to be receiver because everyone is going to complain about Georgia receivers until the end of time so um I'll say I'll say running back just because, like we mentioned, Chauncey Bowens is probably going to end up a top 100 guy. 
um, because of course I make the rankings. Um, Nate Frazier could easily end up a top 100 guy. And then if, if he ends up committing to Georgia and then you've got Dwight Phillips, who, even though he's not rated as highly as, as those guys is so it's such a fascinating player because the speed he brings is, is off the charts, especially for the running back position. So if Georgia closes with Nate Frazier and that's the three running backs they sign, I think that's a class that's, that's going to make people really excited, especially, you know, with Kendall Milton leaving Dejon Edwards leaving um, really trying to restock that room. I think that would make people very excited. Trent. Yeah, I think running back uh, as well, but I, I mean, it's hard to argue against defensive back. Um, just, just from the pure talent. I, I know a lot of them have been committed for a while, but I mean, just looking at that that room, um, you know, Peyton Woodyard um, with Jalen Hayward and uh, Ellis Robinson, who I think's uh, top two corner in the country. Uh, and then you have Demello Jones, who who is just a heck of an athlete, and and you know speed, speed, speed. And then you add KJ Bolden to that mix. I mean, you're bringing in five, uh, you know, very elite defensive backs. So I know this is a broken record, and we talk about it every year how they bring in and you know restock that defensive back room. But it's hard not to be impressed with the defensive back class. Is it cheating to pick, uh, you know, Todd Hartley's position group year in and year out because it's ridiculous with that man? I saw him standing beside Colton Heinrich and Jaden Riddell, and I, I've stood beside Colton Heinrich, and he's a big man. I mean, he's a big dude. But I saw those pictures. Jaden Riddell standing beside those guys, he's an absolute unit over there at 18 years old. I mean, this guy is humongous. Uh, just put together, looks like an NFL tight end, right now uh and georgia has a chance to add a third one in carter nelson who could be more of a hybrid type guy he took an official visit to notre dame this weekend but georgia's in a great spot with him it's gonna kind of georgia uh georgia nebraska was kind of the the conversation maybe notre dame gets involved here after that official visit but you have to really like what georgia was able to put forward there the tight end position is going to be impressive once again um, somebody asked, uh, is Georgia still taking three running backs if Frazier decides to go elsewhere? That would, I'll answer that one real quick because we're kind of short on time. They would, they would take three if it was the right three. And I think Christian Clark would be that other guy that you have to throw into the mix there, uh, that, that you would have to have to put in that conversation. Uh, hey guys, what is, this is from RP 11, 29, six. Hey guys, what is, what is getting the most hype when talking to recruits about UGA? Is it facilities, family field development, or pipeline in the NFL, or two national titles? When you guys talk to people, what do you feel is the biggest uh, draw to Georgia right now? I mean, this weekend specifically, it was development. I mean, talking to Mike Matthews today, he basically everybody he talked to was about development. Mike Bobo showed him clips of guys he coached at Colorado State that went to the NFL, whether it's Michael Gallup, Rashard Higgins. Um, Brian McClendon was talking about training with Julio Jones and AJ Green. And it's like, yeah, I can make you better because I know what it's taking for guys to have success uh, in the NFL. And then Kirby Smart gave the age old adage, right? Iron sharpens iron in practice every day. Whenever, who, if you come to Georgia, whoever you play on Saturday, the defense isn't going to be as good as the one you face Monday through Friday. So, um, you know, that's, that's probably what Georgia does. And I, and I mentioned this in the, in our war room last week, Blaine, you see pictures from guys on other visits and there's, you know, there's Lamborghinis and there's planes and all this other kind of stuff. You don't see a lot of those at Georgia. And, and a lot of the pitch sounds like 
you can buy your own Lamborghini when you come to Georgia for three years and go to the NFL. And, you know, in the recruiting lounge, at least one game last year, they had a ticker that had, I don't know if it was first round contract earnings or something, some sort of financial thing with all the draft picks. That seems to really be what Kirby Smart is building a lot of these recruiting pitches on now that that track record of NFL success is built up through, uh, you know, seven years in Athens. From talking to uh, you know some coaches and and you know I guess it comes from parents and stuff is is more uh, relationship uh, around Georgia and and how they're uh, you know the staffs all from the University of Georgia they get a bunch of staff from the University of Georgia and how they are so close and how their um you know their families are so close and how they know their their kids going to be get you know, get taken care of when they get to Athens I, you hear a lot of the relationship um I, you know I know they're coming off two national championships I know they're coming but they're they haven't gotten stagnant their their relationships are stronger than ever and and you know the coaches are uh you know that their their families are close they're playing golf together they're so and so and then you know they're really competitive with each other so I think uh, relationships is a big thing with with families and uh that you know high school coaches Casey Bo told us that Bobo and Searles like grabbed two fishing poles out of the office and just went walking down the hill like for to go fishing after his uh, after his visit over there. So that was that was an interesting deal. Kind of fits in line with what you're saying over there. I, I agree. Development titles, winning and going to the to the league. That's what George is selling uh, better than anybody right now. PA dog sixteen. Any chance of flipping Sandy Brown or done deal to Clemson? Nope, done deal. He's not he's he's not going anywhere. He's totally shut it down. Andy Stowe, Blaine, do you see these? Uh, you said these five, and he's talking about in the war room, Calhoun, Westfall, Callaway, Poe, and Easley are all, you know, the guys they're really considering offensive line. You know, I, I didn't throw in Daniels, but he's he's going to be there this weekend as well. Of course, Jordan Seaton is a the guy they're after, but I, I just, I don't, I, these are the guys I feel the best about which two of, which two or three would they prefer, or is it a first three to commit? Guys, I think spots are getting tight, and of course, I think Calhoun has a spot no matter what. I think they really like Marcus Easley a lot, but those those other three guys, it may be okay get in where you fit in, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to say Calhoun's priority one a just because he has been for a while. But but you mentioned it earlier, like you wonder, depending on who goes first, or whatever, if they say okay, we really need to add specifically an interior guy like a Casey Poe, depending on how that shakes out. That would be the one thing that I would, that I would wonder about, like, would you want, you know, Calhoun easily and, uh, and Westfall boom, boom, boom. If you, if you think all three are going to end up at tackle, because the guys you have maybe profile a little more at tackle as well, especially Marcus Harrison. So that could be the one thing, but I think, all so would that make you push harder for a Casey Poe in that situation? If it was two tackles that came up, you know, um, but I mean, for the most part, it's probably like all those guys are, are takes, obviously. But but I, I, I think Casey Poe is really the only one that fits that profile of being that uh, you know offensive guard that or they, they can slide in and play some center. I think maybe Callaway. Yeah, I mean, uh, but but, but maybe, the other guys are, are are tackles that might can slide in and play some guard. But uh, I don't see them sliding in and playing tackle unless you want a six eight um, center. Right. So yeah. Yeah, man, that, that's 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 a lot. You can get down there at center for sure, and uh, and try to try to keep a nose guard from getting underneath your pads over there. That's that'd be that'd be interesting. Um, suspense twelve. Do you expect any to go public this weekend? How many thinking? And I think two. I think they. I think you're probably gonna see two two guys pop this week uh, for, for Georgia. Right. I can't tell you. That. 
our <laughs> hall uh, 55 tried that off the bat on the thing it's like nice try buddy that, is, that one ain't coming out you know my policy keep it keep it shut over here all right uh does the four high schools in four years uh you know for dylan raola does that you know cause any concern for development things like that Listen, typically people that that's a deal, but this isn't a deal where Dylan's been the one, you know, driving the the change and stuff like that. He literally moved with his family uh, get a couple of these these spots and then, um, you know, some insinuating circumstances in Arizona right now that they're trying to figure out that situation. But Trent, I think the only reason you would say this is not a not a red flag is because, you know, his dad played 14 years in the league and he literally eats, breathes, and sleeps football training all the time. So I don't feel like it's a deal where it's a, a prima donna deal. I think it's just, you know, things happen in life. Yeah, I mean, there's been certain prospects that have come through that have transferred a bunch of times, and and, and you know, it's, it's raised a red flag. But I don't I don't see that with, with Dylan. Um, you know, that there's been uh, certain, you know, situations where he's had to move, but I don't, I don't see it being a red flag. I mean, he's hanging, he, he, his dad, he, not only his dad, but he's, but he's got, you know, the best trainers in the world. And he's, you know, he's, his dad's friends with Matthew Stafford. And I'm sure he's tossed the ball with him, uh, you know, some, so I don't see that, um, you know, hampering his, uh, um, you know, his, his ability as a quarterback. Jed, tell the people what we got coming up uh, this week with our with our coverage and why they need to be members of the UGA Sports Vault. Yeah, like you mentioned, we've got uh, the Tuesday tracker coming. Um, you know, we've got more recruit reactions from 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 this past weekend's official visit, previewing this weekend's official visit. Uh, we'll have stuff from seven on seven stuff as that really starts heating up in the summer. Um, official visit previews. Um, it's everything, man. It's the, it's the message board posts. It's the war rooms. It's the articles. It's everything, everything and every, every piece of content and post and everything is why you should be a member of the vault. So if you're not already, you're missing out. There's guys on here that we didn't even get to that were, you know, had good visits this weekend. Jordan Ross is a guy who, uh, who, who had a good visit and it's, you know, Georgia, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee fighting it out for, for him over there. So, there's lots of guys that that just because we didn't talk about them on here, it's literally because we're just trying to cover so much ground over here in the time that that we're allotted. But Trent, I don't know that I ever, you know, I don't know that I ever remember, and I've had I had a source tell me this, uh, you know, recently say it's just so nice, and that from the Georgia perspective, this was this was Georgia source. They said it's just so nice to be able to say, hey, we literally this is talking from their point of view, Georgia literally has every opportunity with any player in the country. There's no guy that you can't go out and touch and at least have a conversation with about Georgia where that wasn't the case necessarily a a few years ago. So if that's the case for them, imagine us trying to read the tea leaves and, uh, and, and figure out who all we need to cover and who all we need to talk about. Yeah. And and, I mean, it, People don't realize how big, and I know Kirby Smart's an elite recruiter, and and you know they they recruit nationwide, but people don't realize how big playing a national championship out west is, and and you know the Rose Bowl a few years ago out west, how big that is, and and the recruiting circles of of getting uh, making these uh, you know California kids and Arizona kids more familiar with with Georgia, and and um, you know that's really uh, made you know their nationwide. Uh, 
recruiting more dynamic. And I, th- I think Georgia's at the stage now that Alabama was about five or six years ago where they can bring guys in and, you know, they can that they can land anybody in the country or they can turn away. I mean, that, it, we, we've talked about it. they've turned away – or not necessarily turned away, but they've turned away some, uh, some elite prospects already in this class and uh, are pushed them farther down the uh, further down the board. So Georgia's sitting in a prime position to to carry on this run they're on for for years to come, um, just because they have a uh, uh, the recruiting staff they have, um, the, the the winning they're doing on doing on the field, and uh, you know just just their just their idea I mean, their their plan as far as uh, recruiting. I think I think they have a plan in place and they're ex- executing it um, flawlessly. Yeah, they keep recruiting like this. Uh, Andy Stowe, I said, uh, I put a poll on Twitter yesterday. Whose title reign ends first, Roman Reigns or Georgia football? You know, it's 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 neck and neck right now over there with the uh, Andy's big WWE guy, just like me. We're missing Raw right now, Randy. We gotta get caught, uh, Andy. We gotta get caught up on that. Bulldog's gonna be struggling after next week. I mean, he's 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 definitely gonna be struggling. <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see how it all how it all happens over here, but. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. For Jed May, Trent Smallwood, I am Blaine Gilmer. Make sure to check out Julie the Bookkeeper. You can find the link scrolling across the bottom. Go to godogs.juliethebookkeeper.com. Schedule yourself a 30-minute consultation, and they will help you out, help you save money, and you can help them out because they're Georgia fans just like most of you watching this are. So appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back with you guys next Monday night to talk more Georgia football recruiting. Everybody have a good evening and we'll catch you next time.